What's up? This is Henry with the band Sangre, and you're listening to Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to the Brutal. Uh, <laughs> thanks hey, for listening. Bruce, we're, 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 up, starting we're over the before we started. Yeah. We're starting the podcast. We're not ending it. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I'm Bruce. And my name is Chris. <laughs> you, may, you may know me from such podcasts as the Brutally Delicious Podcast, episode 15. <laughs> also episode 17 there was one i missed though because i was too hungover and i don't know what number that was but i oh, yeah, either way this cloak that's right because you were hungover yeah and you were in the uh in the hospital for some urethral sounding gone bad but <laughs> <laughs> now you're back i had a i had a throat gonorrhea infection it was really bad <laughs> <laughs> it was a urethral sounding mishap but everything is good now and we're we're back so today oh, we've baby. got <laughs> Today we've got Henry Sanchez from Sangre, a super, super heavy band. Uh, I think uh, all our bangers out there are going to love it. Uh, well, I still think we got to do the Beavis and Butthead thing, where we listen to a metal track in headphones, and we don't talk to each other, and we just record our, our, our reactions. <laughs> <laughs> just record them without knowing what... what each other's saying. This is where their headbanging part is. Oh, fuck. That's funny. All right, I'm going to try and get him on Facebook here. If it doesn't work, I don't know. Dude, your, your boy is still sending messages. <laughs> <laughs> that is cracking me up. Henry, let's try and look him up here. Henry Sanchez. Oh, I started this podcast to educate myself <laughs> about metal. And so far, <laughs> I'm learning about ass to mouth. <laughs> I'm learning about urethral sounding, the hot <laughs> Carl, <laughs> how to make cashiers uncomfortable with fucking baby oil and condoms. Yeah. Uh, Give me one minute. Let me get out of the restroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 you know what? I'm not, you know what? I'm this. What a way, what a way to get on. A- <laughs> so Skype said he was unreachable. Now I know why. Yeah. I was waiting by the computer for it. It was working, so I decided to come and uh, handle some business real quick. Yeah, and, take uh, the Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if the Browns are going. God. I thought they looked promising. I don't know if the Browns are going to make it this year. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, hey. <laughs> we've seen it all on here now it's it's <laughs> good morning we had good the morning, one everybody. we had the one with Russ though where he came out in his bath towel oh he did commit a bath towel on his hair in a you know in a bun or something yeah shit. <laughs> so at any rate at any rate henry meet chris chris henry nice Hello, to meet you man good 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 i hope you got a full wipe in <laughs> I didn't I hear the water though. That's my problem. In there. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear any water though. That's my issue. I, I muted it real quick. <laughs> all right. All right. So we're all good. Maybe you're a little respectful. Thank nice. you. 
So, Henry, for those not familiar with uh, Sangre, can you just give us a little bit of uh, I know we were trying to describe it a little bit ago and super heavy as fuck and and brutal, but can you give us, uh, in your own words, how would you describe Sangre? Uh, we get that a lot because we do have, we are heavy, but we also do incorporate a lot of melody at times. And uh, as people have always asked us, what do you classify you guys as? Are you guys metalcore? Are you this, you that? And I always tell them we're metal because um, we kind of influence from everything you know we're a little bit of everything we like we like to mix it all up and and see what comes out of it and uh i don't know i, I would say like um aggressive melodic metal man I don't, I don't really know how to how to it's really been hard to, to describe it to a t you know um, we just have a lot of a lot of influences and inspirations that have combined to make what we have um kind of a throwback we got like the throwback to the groove metal you know we have a lot of groove in our music yeah. But also very heavy at times, blast beats and screaming, but also I can bring it down and we can sing and we can jazz it up a little bit and stuff. And I don't know, it's, it's a pretty, uh, I think we're pretty diverse overall. And you're not new at this. I mean, you guys have been doing this for what, like 10 or 15 years, right? 20. 20 years. So I'm, yeah, I stand yeah. corrected. Did you ever yeah, imagine you'd still be out there uh, playing this kind of uh, aggressive stuff? I've always uh, wanted to. I always dreamed of doing it, you know, for that long, um, doing the things that we're accomplishing now. Um, it's been a long road, of course. Sure. Um, but, you know, we started off, you know, playing backyards and stuff. You know, it was one of those things. We, we, we are a, a DIY band. We're not a band that's popped up and had money to throw into it. You know, our family had money to give us. I see a lot of those kids in Hollywood. Their oh, family yeah. Their family has money just to fucking throw into their, you know, here you go, here's your band, son. Here's your trailer in your van. Right. And, you know, I mean, I... I get it. You know, they want to keep their kids on a, on a positive track, keep them away from gangs and drugs or whatever. But us, we worked from the ground up. You know, we started a band. We played in the backyards for a couple of years, played all the local dive bars, and then made our way into Hollywood. You know, that's where it's all yeah. at. The magic's at. And, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for those of you that didn't, didn't see, see that. his eye roll, yeah. the, that, magic, that beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> the, the beautiful people, right? No, um, right. But from there, you know, and just from there, just kept playing and hitting every bar and club across the country and eventually made our way into Mexico and the, the motherland and uh, played some shows out there. And then um, got the opportunity to play Bloodstock in the UK last 2018. Oh, wow. Wow. Nice. And then this, yeah, this past May, we just did a full European tour. Well, most of Europe, I don't say full, but Western Europe, you know, the UK again, France, Belgium, Germany, Italy, uh, Czech Republic, Austria, Switzerland, like pretty good. Pretty that, stretch, that must've been fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was great, you know, and it was just like, even though, you know, we're not some huge band, we've always progressed forward, we always move forward, you know, and it's like like baby steps, you know, but I, I always look at it this way, you know, like, at least we're moving forward. I've seen so many bands come and go over the years that never left the local bar scene, and I mean, some really good bands, there's bands that are a lot better than our band out there, but they just don't have the motivation or the the direction to actually make anything happen, you know, they have great talent, there's a lot of talent there, there's always a lot of talent, but you need that extra drive, and you need a little bit of luck. And, um, you know, it's just thing that's, that's what's been on our side is we've always been motivated to like, keep pushing forward and keep creating and evolving and trying new things. We're not afraid to like step outside the box and push our own envelopes. Yeah. You know? I right. had a, I had a manager and his saying used to be talent doesn't sign contracts. Oh yeah. Yeah. And talent doesn't, I mean, book, I mean, can, talent doesn't book gigs. Only no, hard work no, does I mean, all of those things. Really manager, yeah. Unless you have a really good manager that can do all that for you and you're just sitting back and just yeah. being the talent. Um, which, you know, it does happen. It happens too. You see that in Hollywood as well. A lot yeah. of guys who, you know, just have talent and they have someone who 
sees a vision. All, you know, all, the, all the pretty boys, you know. <laughs> We're not the pretty boys. I don't, I don't <laughs> fall into that category. I fall into fat, old, white guy. <laughs> no one wants to sign me. <laughs> Actually, that's my Instagram handle, old, fat, metal guy. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that's funny. That's totally me. I'm a, well, big, so, I'm a big fan of the DIY. You know, um, I worked with uh, Joey Keithley from DOA. I don't know if you know the band DOA. They are uh, they're from, from the name. They're, they're from Vancouver, but they're pretty big North America wise. Okay, they're like a punk band, but they okay. really followed the DIY stuff, and they're quite like they play festivals all over the world doing it. And cool. his whole theory was, why do I want a record label? I don't need it. And and he Especially just take some of your money. Yeah, <laughs> and he, and he just worked his ass off until the point, you know, he's doing like 30, 30th anniversary tours, you know, yeah. and it was all done cool. by him and the band. It was unbelievable. Yeah, and, that, and that's pretty much that's pretty much how I've done it all these years. Uh, basically, acting like as the manager. Yeah, um, I had a guy. I had a guy, um, Sean Ahos, who basically taught me how to be a manager. He. Uh, went to UCLA and he got some degrees in like man business management and stuff like that. And kind of like showed me the way, you know, it was like my Yoda and, um, you know, <laughs> book you are, you know, he was like trying to get you to, you know, show me, nice. show me, put me on that path, you know? And, um, I just took it around with it. I've always been a very DIY guy too. I mean, I've had a job since I was nine years old at delivering right. newspapers, you know, started out delivering newspapers and always just kind of, was on the grind since I was a All kid. Right. I got to interrupt you for a second. Sorry. No I, we, we do that here. We're kind of obnoxious. When you were delivering in. newspapers, did you go around collecting like at the end of the day with the little book? Or was um, it? I think I did it every week or every once a month. Either yeah, once a month or so once a week. I would go around now and it's all yeah. Now it's all done online, but I remember the days you'd knock on the door and go, hey, collecting, and then they'd give you yeah, yeah. that and then like a tip or something, right? Yeah, I get, I get candies and sodas. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a lot of old ladies in my routes, a lot of little old ladies that would just come out and give me a little bag of like hard candy yeah. and like, oh, here you go, sweetie. You know, and yep. it, was, uh, it was cool, man. I mean, I, it, it, it made me who I am today, I think. I think doing that, oh, yeah. being out there seeing like, I mean, I, my, my mom wasn't, I was a single, it was a single mother household. She didn't really have a lot of money. She worked her, her ass off to raise us, right. but uh, there was things I wanted. You know, I didn't want to wear the the Payless shoes. Right, you got to get out there and get them. Yeah, I, did, I I wanted a Nintendo, and she couldn't afford to give me a Nintendo. And I was like, shit. Well, what am I going to do? I got a newspaper out, and all my money went to my Nintendo, my wrestling figures. I love wrestling. I still love wrestling. Um, <laughs> Who's your um, favorite wrestler? Favorite wrestler of all time. Sure. It's hard, man. It's it's hard. I mean, I'd have to say like a top five. Okay, Flair's there because he's just he's you know he's one of the best of all time. He's the best of all time, probably. Um, Taker because Taker's iconic. And, you know, I loved Taker, Taker growing up. Bret Hart was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up too. Just his technical skills and uh, yeah. just his attitude. Um, <laughs> this one's kind of a, a, a wild one, but Sid Vicious. I love nice. Sid Vicious. You know, this big guy who just came and kicked ass. I mean, he was a little sloppy at times and a little psycho. That's the word, but uh, <laughs> he was a really badass. And then from there, I think uh, modern era, you got to look at like like a Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, that guy. Right. Too bad he, he had his neck broken. He could have probably even been bigger than he is. I mean, right. he actually became more iconic, not wrestling because of all his catchphrases and all that stuff. You know. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So the only uh, reason wait, I asked that, wait. I know we're going down. We're going down a weird rabbit hole. All right, go ahead. I got <laughs> a story for you. So Bret Hart. Oh, I have one too. So Bret Hart is a Canadian, Alberta more specifically, yeah. which yeah. is where I was born and, and used to live before I moved to Virginia. 
And I, I lived Sorry. in a freaking small ass town of 5,000 people. Canada is beautiful. I love Canada. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I lived in a small ass town, 5,000 people. And there was a wrestling uh, company in Canada called Stampede Wrestling. And yeah. Stampede Champs Wrestling. Wasn't saw- that Stu Hart's? What's that? Wasn't that Stu Hart's uh, Federation originally or no? I, I don't know. But I saw Bret Hart oh, yeah. in a high school gym wrestle oh, okay yeah, yeah. before yeah, he I believe went, that was brett's dad dad's thing before back in the day it might it might have been but i saw him in a high school gym with like 300 people that's great it was crazy and then like years <laughs> later i'm he's like with the wwf which is now the wwe or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah but it was like he was he was like miles ahead of everyone else that was there he oh, was yeah. like doing backflips off the yeah. rope and it was nuts yeah yeah all right, so now I'm going to tell my story because you rudely interrupted me. The reason I asked Fuck you off. is because I have super <laughs> I have super fond memories of growing up in the same house as my grandparents. My grandfather lived upstairs, and he used to watch that stuff on UHF when it was in black and white, and yeah. you could hear him laughing a mile away, but his favorite wrestler was Mr. Fuji. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Became manager. Yeah. Became and he, manager oh, he did, demolition and a bunch of other groups. But his thing was like, I know this has nothing to do with Sangre, so I'm sorry, but he sorry. used to like reach into his belt, I mean his uh, waistband, and throw salt into people's eyes <laughs> and then kick their ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was his thing. <laughs> well, we, well, we used to throw tortillas off the stage. Oh, so, really? Let's hey, have a segue. Wow. That's a segue. <laughs> tortillas off the stage. I don't know. We got the idea one time to like just get these, we're like thinking of this fan interaction stuff, and we, we get these little corn tortillas. And we had a stencil that said Sangre, and we spray paint the tortillas. And we played um, Rockstar Mayhem Festival 2010. We're opening for uh, the, the Jägermeister stage. We used to be a sponsored mm-hmm. band by Jägermeister back when Jägermeister right. sponsored bands. Um, we played the Jägermeister stage, opening up for like Haybreed, Chimera, Shadows Fall. And the headliner was Corn, I think Rob Zombie, and Lama God. So, anyways, we go out there and we're like, let's make this memorable. And we just like started chucking. We had some friends on stage with us too. We started just like, you know, basically like frisbeeing tortillas out into the crowd. Nice. And to this day, to this day, I'll meet someone randomly somewhere and be like, hey, you're in that band, right? Sangre? Yeah. Dude, I remember those tortillas. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, that was the stupidest <laughs> shit. It was like one of the stupidest things we ever did. It was just like a, like a funny thing to do. And like people remember us for it. And it's like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? But now are the tortillas yeah, tortilla raw or cooked? Oh, no, uh, raw, but people would eat them. <laughs> All I see guys, I see yeah. guys picking them up out of the air and fucking emotion on them. I'm like, nice. This, this, is, <laughs> this is this is the second food <laughs> off the know, stage story. Tell <laughs> today, today, we just did an interview with, I don't even remember who it was, about an hour ago, an hour and a half ago, and they were throwing peanut butter sandwiches with no jelly off the stage. Oh, God. His rationalization was that they were doing it so you wouldn't get too drunk. It would absorb the uh, the alcohol. Yeah. But I still think... But they also made them on stage. That was the other thing. They were like... Oh, wow. In the middle of the song, they were making peanut butter sandwiches and throwing them out into the audience. <laughs> you can't make this shit up, shit. man. We, you know, we started getting fans telling us, you, go, you, should, you should do full-on burritos, man. You should, oh. like, make, you should like, make, bring your own meat and make burritos on stage. Like, just because I'm Mexican, I've got to make burritos for you, too? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not comfortable with the whole, I'm Mexican, i got to make burritos and stuff. But yeah, that's right? funny. I mean, come on now. 2019, you're triggering me, man. Calm down. I'm going to pull a race car real quick. <laughs> hey, but let me tell you, let me tell you uh, another, okay, this is kind of, 
similar. I don't want to go into race, but it's not nah, whatever. I, we I, I we don't care. Okay, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Florida. Have you been to Florida? Oh yeah, I lived in St. Pete for a bunch of years. Okay, we played in Jacksonville, Gainesville, a few places out there, and we felt so much racism. But it wasn't like negative. It was like this is just the way they talk. And right. um, we pulled up at a venue in Gainesville. I can't remember the name of the place, but um, we pulled up early. We got there earlier in the day, and we had our van and our trailer. And we're sitting around waiting, and these guys are looking at us. They're like, "What's going on?" We're like, "Oh, we're waiting for the show to open, this venue to open." We're like, "Oh, we thought you guys were the gardeners." Oh, oh shit! Oh, <laughs> uh, no, oh, we saw the trailer. We figured there was like lawnmowers in there. It's like nice. That's okay. fucking brutal, welcome man. To, welcome to Florida, brother. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I've I've only ever been to South Florida, like Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. You know, I've I've never been to other parts of Florida, but I hear yeah. everyone always tells me, "Don't go to Florida." <laughs> I I never understand why, but you know. I lived in St. Pete and it was beautiful and it was fine. And I'm sure you find assholes everywhere, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I mean, that wasn't even an asshole. I think they were, like I said, I think they were just being honest. I don't, I don't <laughs> feel like, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like, Oh my God. I'm so, I'm so pissed off. You, these guys are racist, you know, cause I'm Mexican. I must be mowing along. It was just more of a, like, it was just funny. Yeah. Just like, you, don't, <laughs> you don't strike me as somebody who's one of these, uh, oversensitive guys anyway. So. No, 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 no. I'm thinking you I could mean, roll I mean, with I it. You can watch chick flicks and cry. That's oversensitive, but not oh, like sure. <laughs> right. You know what? My girlfriend, my it. wife, my wife made me watch Dirty Dancing for the first time in my life the other day. Oh wow! How, wait a second. How could you watch that 40 years after it's been out? Because I, I refuse to watch it, and she's like, "You've never watched it? Oh my god!" So she she made me pay to rent the stupid thing, and oh, then. Wow. And now I, I can't stop quoting the damn movie. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in a corner. I know. I say that all the time. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but yeah, I've seen it. Oh, well. Sorry, uh, Henry. I this thing goes Titanic in its entirety. I will not watch that movie in its entirety. Titanic. I've seen not it. For me. Not for me. I, I just, I, I watched it I think, once when I was a kid, like when it first came out, and I just was like, what the fuck is this? And I just, no. So, are you not watching it because you don't like the movie or because you're afraid you're going to ball by the end? <sighs> Sorry, I don't want to put the brutal I might admit, admit to liking it. I might admit to liking it and then hate myself afterwards. I don't know. <laughs> I went, when it came out, I went with the girl and I was really just trying to, you know, get with yeah, the get girl. <laughs> In the, pop, in the popcorn over your your, your crotch area, like uh, yeah. there we popcorn. go. <laughs> oh my there, god, so they you. forgot to put popcorn in this bag. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. It's 2019. <laughs> yeah. hey. Hashtag me too. Careful, <laughs> right? Be careful of everything, Henry. I'm sorry. This podcast is like all over the place, but this is a kind of, get back on track. We always we always talk tell people. This is a podcast that's kind of like Howard Stern meets Seinfeld. And it's, it's more, about nothing. It's about nothing and we're a bit crazy. <laughs> but it's a way for people to get to know the band so that it, they have a, a deeper connection with the artist than just like the average, like, what does your name mean? What's your favorite song? Where are your... Yeah, I, I, I just stuff. feel that I've got like three interviews where I had to answer those questions. And then it's like, yeah. sitting around with Peter like, uh... Yeah. We've been doing this a while, and we got tired of asking them. So I know you get tired of answering yeah, them. So yeah, we just yeah. try and just try and be mind. funny it's and kind of like be creative. Come on, give me something creative, you know? Yeah, we just try and be funny and ridiculous, and in the in the That's same token, people get a chance to you know learn about you, or whatever. So 
Oh, Thanks yeah. for putting up with us. But oh, so no what are you guys working on now? You guys got anything new coming out? Uh, we actually have a new album coming out December 13th. Oh, um, wow. It, yeah, it's, it's been done for a minute, but we kind of pushed it back, just trying to get everything finalized. And uh, now we're working with Tag Publicity. That's our mm -hmm. PR firm. Right. Um, we were kind of trying to figure that out, too, how, which way we're going to go with it. We've, we've released stuff on our own in the past, and it feels like it comes out the gate swinging and it's, it's good. Then, like, you go, your stretch is only so far. Yeah, you know, right. Facebook, Instagram, social media, YouTube, it only goes so far. The algorithms aren't really in our favor. So, like, it's hard to, like, even get your name out there. So, like, you know what? Let's try a different approach. Let's hire, let's hire a publicist, someone that can put it out there a little further and see what we can do with it. And so far, we get a lot of reviews. Not re well, the, we dropped a video called Death March. Mm -hmm. um, we dropped that the 16th. I don't remember. Exactly. <laughs> um, we just dropped it recently. It's on our YouTube channel right now, Sangre Official. Um, but it's called Death March. And it's a song about um, it's about basically life. You're living your life, working your ass off, and you're kind of just surviving. You know, especially in this right. day and age where things are so expensive, the cost of living versus living wages. Oh, and yeah. um, there's actually there's actually a phenomenon in Japan where people are killing themselves and, and dying from overworking, over yeah. exhaustion, overworking, depression, fatigue, you know, and it's, it's, it's nuts because I do see that here, too. I mean, I don't see a, the death rate with it, but you're seeing people just I mean, myself personally, I feel it. There's times where I'm going, dude, I've been working my ass off. Yeah. And at the, end of the, at the end of the day, you pay your bills and you're still kind of behind and you're still, yep. you still know, I got I, I have three kids, I have three daughters. And it's like, you know, girls aren't cheap. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You know, it's like one of those things where, like, you know, I can go on tour and come back with some money, and that money goes quick. And then working sure. a regular nine-to-five job, I mean, I'm blessed to be able to do that. Um, yeah. You know, so it's 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 great to be able to go out and play music and get paid for it. But I mean, it, it's still not making. You're not, you know, we're not Metallica. We're not, you know, making millions of dollars, right. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, so it's 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 hard. I know a lot of people face it. So that video kind of the song was about that, and then the video we shot. We, the guy who was producing it wanted to hire actors and this and this and that. And I was like, you know what, let's do it ourselves. He's like, what? I was like, let's, I mean, not, not that we're just trying to cut costs, which we were, but at the same time, right. why not do it ourselves? Like I've always been into acting. I, I was in like choir and like theater stuff from back when I was younger. Um, right. And I've always kind of always been an aspiring musician and actor. I was like, oh, let's just do it. This will be fun. And basically it's each, the four of us are in different settings. One guy's like, stressed out and he's just drinking his, his sorrows away and looking at his overdue bills. The other guy's in the bathroom with, with a, a loaded gun, loading a gun, like looking in the mirror at himself, like, like just depressed. Um, right. the, other guy, the other guy's outside sweeping and then I come up as the boss in the suit and tie and I'm yelling at him about you're doing a shitty job. And then I kick over his trash can. And then like at the end of the video though, the big reveal is, okay, they're all depressed. I'm the asshole. But then I go sit in my car as I'm here to leave. And then I pull out my eviction notice. And it's kind of like, oh, shit. Okay, well, that guy, it's kind of show you that no matter what position you're in in life, like everyone's got their issues. Everyone's struggling, sure. you know, and uh, especially if you're not that 1%, everybody's struggling. So, um, I don't know. I, I think it was a very well thought out song and video and I, I enjoy it. And people seem to like it. So, we're getting a lot of views on that. Um, but the album will be out December 13th. It's called Mas Fuerte Que La Muerte, which in Spanish means stronger than death. And I think when the, the, the theory behind that is when we started writing this album, it was like, let's make a cohesive album. Everything we've done in the past kind of always been like a, we have this song, we have that song, we're going to put them together on an album. Or we wrote this song three years ago, but we still like it. And we wrote this song the other day, we're just going to put them together. And this time we said, no, we're going to sit down and we're going to write this album out as one. We want to, you know, it's going to be different. Every song has its own, own uh, identity, but we want it to all be cohesive. So the, every song in this album pretty much deals with death. And not in a negative way, but just in, it's part of life. 
you know, sure. we all, we're all going to die. Everybody dies, whether it's from drug addiction, which is a song called Pharmacon, which is about the opioid crisis and pharmaceutical drugs. Um, Death March was, you know, the living thing. And there's a song called 43. It's all in Spanish. And that song is about 43 students who were mysteriously vanished. They were protesting the government and they mysteriously vanished. Now they're finding up these mass graves in Mexico and find out it's a government conspiracy. Wow. And right so on. everything we wrote about was about death. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like, yes, but we're here to leave a legacy. We're stronger sure. than death because no matter we're all going to die, but we're stronger than death because we can create music. We can create memories. We can create all these things that are going to live on past our deaths. So to me, I feel like we still, we may die one day, our body dies, but our legacy lives on. What we've created lives on. People can listen to these songs 50 years down the road when I'm dead and buried or something. Um, and they'll so still be relevant. Like, yeah, and they'll still be relevant because it's it's life. It's We're not right. just writing about, you know, not, 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 not knocking on Dio because I love Dio, but not, you know, singing about dragons and wizards and the rainbows. But, you know, this is like reality. And some people like it, some people don't. Some people aren't into the reality thing. They want to escape reality. So I get it. Wait. But, um, Dragons and rainbows are not real. I mean, if you take Alice B, <laughs> you know, drop a couple tabs, they're really fucking real. <laughs> I really liked what you just said. And when you first huh. answered the, f the, f the call on the toilet, I did not expect this interview to go there. We're <laughs> <laughs> all taking fun jokes. <laughs> so, so this song right here is about taking a big shit. Yeah. And this song right here is about, I ran out of toilet paper, so I had to use the cat. This is a real nice. cohesive nice. album sponsored by Imodium. <laughs> right. <laughs> so one more before we get to the fun part. Um, you guys taking this out on the road? Fun? Oh yeah, this it's fun. fun. But we're, we're about to go down. We're about to go down a whole nother rabbit hole in a minute. But okay, are you guys okay. taking this out on the road? Oh uh, yeah, we, we we don't have anything booked yet because we just did the European thing. We just wanted to get our we wanted to set our ducks in a row and get this all hammered out. That's why we said okay, you know, let's give ourselves three four months down the road to release the album. And in the meantime, we can release this video. We can release a single. Um, that song is also on all streaming services, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, whatever. It's everywhere. Um, and we're going to release each song as a single. We decided, you know what? Like the whole record label thing. We don't need a record label. Yeah, help. Love you help. it. Love, it. love yep. this idea. And yeah. we, we've so been we talking to a lot of people in the same boat. That's a great idea. Yeah. I have been so preaching this. every song as a single and as a video. We want to shoot a video for every song, too. Whether it's a live action video or a story video or just some type of like, we did a, a one lyric video, which I'm not a big fan of lyric videos, but they're still cool to have. Oh, yeah. And there's room. So we're going to want to release every song as a single and as a, as a video. And then eventually, the, in December 13th, the album will come out and people can choose to either buy the songs individually or they can buy it as a whole. And then we hope to have something booked for early 2020. Hopefully, okay. get back out to Europe again hope, and hopefully do a US run. We haven't done a US tour in a few years. Um, so we're, we've got some stuff in the works and I have, I have a lot of friends in the bigger bands. I'm trying to like, you know, work it so we can get on a good tour. Yeah. We've like done a lot of DIY. Yeah. We've done a lot of DIY in the past and it's great. It's good to do, but I think we're at a point now where we need to be on some package tours because that's where you're going to get the fans and you, know, you yeah. got to play in front of people and you want to sell merch. So you have to, you know, play in front of crowds and no more playing in front of five guys in Corpus Christi, Texas. Right. Um, not five guys, burgers, five guys, five actual guys. Right. Um, I'll take the burgers. I was uh, saying, playing in front of Five Guys Burgers is not a bad idea, but. <laughs> well, I'm actually vegetarian, but. I mean, I eat, oh, okay. I'll eat chicken. I'll eat chicken. I'm a reformed vegetarian. Okay. <laughs> I had to eat, so I, I got tired of the, the soy and the yeah. tofu and the black food. So I had to, like, but I, I have high cholesterol and high blood pressure. And all this. I'm diabetic. So it's like, there's all this shit I have to, like, do to change right. things. So I'm, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. Um, but yeah, we're looking to get it on the road, whether it be the U.S., Mexico again, Europe again. 
we just want to keep pushing and keep moving forward. And, and we think this album is really good and it's going to be something that people are going to like, and they're going to want to hear these songs live. And that's, that's, that's our next, our next step. That. All right. So now we're at my favorite part of the, uh, the interview. Chris cringes usually at this usually. part, but I've, <laughs> I've got some off the wall questions. You've got a sense of humor already. So we're going to just uh, roll with them. And if you hate them, go tell me to F off and we'll, we'll move on. But otherwise, <laughs> so in no particular order, if you were a pizza delivery guy, how would you benefit from a pair of scissors? From a pair of scissors. Mm -hmm. uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just like watching. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I haven't really messed up mine, so I'm thinking like scissors. I'm thinking walking in like to deliver pizza. Oh, come in. You walk in, two girls are scissoring. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I'm fucking horrible. I'm sorry. I can't. Uh, don't give me a microphone. Um, I guess you could. Uh, you can. I don't know. Scissors and a pizza delivery guy. I don't think I you, need, I don't think I you need to go any further. I mean, that's, yeah, okay. that's, 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 next question. <laughs> All right. So uh, the next question is. I can't get that picture out of my head now. Like, <laughs> no, I'm that, stuck. That sounds, like the intro, that sounds like the intro to a bad porn, like. Ding dong. <laughs> ding dong. Come on in. And then, and then the guy has a pair of scissors in his hand. And they're like. We need the pizza, but we can't come to the door. Can you pick the lock? <laughs> you know? So he uses the scissors to pick yeah, the lock. Then he All walks right. in with the pizza so and he's I like, go. I got your I got your extra thick pepperoni pizza here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bring it here. Did We're you, offending everybody on this episode. I love it. Oh, Did you yeah, bring yeah, the breadsticks? <laughs> I got the pepperoni stick. So, so since we've already gone down this route, I'm gonna ask a question that's not in my regular repertoire, but are you familiar with urethrals? <laughs> urethral <laughs> Are you familiar with urethral sounding? Urethral sounding. So let, let me just <laughs> Is that a sound coming out of your urethra? No, let me let me just back up for a second. This podcast was originally started to like get to know people and learn about bands and introduce bands to fans. Somehow we've made a left turn somewhere and I think it was at the Allegiant. <laughs> we did an, F an interview with Riley McShade from Allegiant and it took a mm -hmm. left turn and he <laughs> somehow <laughs> a hard left. So urethral sounding, don't Google it unless you want to wipe your drive. But I guess dudes like sticking stuff down their pee holes, like objects. I, <laughs> Is that I the best I way to do that? I think I have heard of that somewhere before and I was just like, I don't want to hear about this ever again. And, I, and thanks. <laughs> and Thank that's, it's 2019 and I'm still offended. <laughs> <laughs> I try I try and sneak it into every episode as long as you've got a sense of humor. So whenever he brings it up, whenever he brings it up, I get this feeling like in the area. And my whole body is like oh it's like right, last one. The turtle head goes away. Fuck. What are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on garden gnomes? Garden gnomes. And actually, I was actually gonna buy some, right? Because we recently did our garden. Well, my, my wife and daughters did the garden. Mm -hmm. And um, they wanted to get some, some, some garden stuff. So I was going to have them put in some, right here, a little garden area. Okay. Oh, look at some that. garden gnomes. But I wanted the little zombie ones. Have you seen those ones? No. I have. They're like, they're like gnomes, but they're like, ah, like, yeah. like zombies crawling out of the dirt. <laughs> but they wouldn't nice. go for it. So. <laughs> nice. So I'm not against it. I mean, I'm not like a big gnome fan, but I mean. But you're I'm okay with it. it. 
Oh, okay. cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is Henry with the band Sangre, and you're listening to our song, Death March, right here on Brutally Delicious.
Awesome. You have a you great go, day. Go finish wiping and, and have a good day. Yeah, you can wash your hands. <laughs> I, should probably, I should take a second check on that. Right. Be with my hey friend. Guys, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, take care. Thanks. Thank you. Right, awesome. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs> that was a good one, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> My God, that went right off the rails as soon as he answered the call. I love it. That's the kind of stuff I like. Well, let's end this. I got to go study for my test, and then tomorrow we'll meet up at, what, like 10 to 3 for Tom Keeper? You got it. All right, man. Thanks for listening. Go check out Sangre, and uh, I guess if you made it this far and you're still listening, thanks again, and keep it metal. Always metal. Talk to you soon. All right, man. Next week. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.